Hello, welcome podcast. to <laughs> welcome to Peaches Podcast. My name is Ever. My pronouns are he him. Hey, I'm Rivers. My pronouns are he him. He him. Woof. <laughs> I'm Tawny, and my pronouns are she her. And uh, we have an extra special episode for you today, as we have someone who is a non-native Midwesterner, someone who's an aspiring Midwesterner, so that's pretty excellent. But I thought maybe you had a story to start with, buddy? Yeah, I thought in the spirit of the episode, I would tell uh, the story of my first date. <clears throat> the first date I ever went on, like the first proper date. Mm-hmm. I'd gone to like middle school dances before. Sure. But so in the eighth grade, I went to the movie Contagion um with this guy who I think is a you know friend of the podcast yeah is currently listed on our podcast website as a local business to support but I Uh, want I want to say his full name because his last name is so midwestern no we can't say his full name just a friend of us to this day friend we went on our first date to the movie contagion and actually I think our plan for the movie was to not watch it at all but was just going to be to make out during it. Mm-hmm. Then it ended up being a really good movie. So we just kind of held hands and didn't kiss. <laughs> but anyway, so on the way there, neither of us was old enough to drive. We were both in the eighth grade. This person's mother drove us there. And I will say about this woman, she is not <laughs> the most hinged to reality I've ever yeah, met. She's a little untethered. She's, she's interesting. But so she um, she was driving us and we were driving on a main road and it had a middle school coming off of it, like yeah. five minutes from when mm. it happened. And we're driving up it and we come upon this man who is pulled over to the side of this very main road. Uh-huh. And he's got his truck like all the way in the grass and his pants are pulled completely down to the ground and he is urinating mm-hmm. on his truck. <laughs> yes, and this is on on. All three of us lock eyes with what is happening. Yeah. But uh, this person's mother locked eyes the most, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. She pulls her tr- her truck over and rolls the window down and leans out of it pulls both birds two middle fingers right out of the truck and screams fuck you yeah leans back in the truck rolls the window up and we kept going on to the movie theater what a classy response i also like that she never like called your mother and was like hey so your kid saw an adult man's penis today in my care (laughs) like like that would be my immediate thought is like oh geez i have to make that phone call i don't even know if she thought she was solving the problem Uh. i just think she saw another person (laughs) who was salting the wound yeah yeah, i think she just saw another person who was also (laughs) unhinged and was like oh hello can't be two of us yeah still a good date Oh yeah, it was a great day. It was an awesome day. We broke up like maybe a month later, but it was amicable. I mean, what happened was I had been thinking about breaking up with him for a little while and he called me one night and he was like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I think I'm going to break up with you. I just, I only feel like we're friends. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I was going to break up with you too, but I, I felt bad. I didn't want to. So he hung up and then he called me back five minutes later and he was like, hey, I just want to make sure you're doing okay. Like, I want to make sure you weren't sad. And I was like, no, I'm doing great. He's this like, good, that's good to hear. He's like, that's really good to hear. I'm so glad that you're doing well. <laughs> and then he hung up again. And you're still doing well. Yeah, and, and now we're friends yeah. to this day. Yeah. I like the aftercare of the relationship ending. But yeah. it's like, just checking in, just, ch- yeah. you know, yeah, see I, how it is. Very I, Midwestern. I would say other than one evangelical, horrible boyfriend that I had in the seventh grade, uh-huh. all of the boys I've dated, I'm still on speaking terms with. Mm-hmm. The girls were mostly the hose beasts. The girls really turned it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Turned it and burned it. Well, speaking of girls and young women <laughs> and adults that I know who are girls, I want to introduce our guest. She is my lovely friend and friend of all of us, Sophie. We met in undergrad and we lived at the same campus ministry. She is Episcopalian. She is super hot. She knows 
uh, has the correct opinions about Metro Station's Shake It, which is that it is a song that's appropriate for every occasion. Weddings, <laughs> bar, or bar release. release. Yeah. Funerals. Yes, exactly. So it's what they should play when you walk into the Louvre. Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe people would behave in there. <laughs> You're playing better oh, music. Oh, behave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Sophie. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and the little little story we have yeah thank you so much for having me and I want to say like my relationship to the Midwest besides being kind of an aspiring Midwesterner is I grew up with a totally different definition of what the Midwest is than I think this podcast has because this is not the first time I've ever heard the word hose beast because my dad is from (laughs) central Nebraska so in my mind growing up I associated the Midwest very much with like Kansas and Nebraska which also is a bop, but is not the same kind of region as yeah. Illinois, Wisconsin. So that's been very interesting. But I do, I have Kansas City cousins. I think that Kansas and Nebraska, in my opinion, are kind of like the true Midwest. And then like anything north of Chicago, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan, it's like we're the like, northern Midwest. We're like Canada Midwest. Yeah, like where there's- like You were the Midwest before the country got bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the middle anymore we're willing to share the title it is a larger than average country okay good I'll tell my dad that when he calls me (laughs) but yeah so I am from the south uh have parents kind of from sort of the midwest I currently live in New York um so just like a lot of regional happenings going on so when Ev and I were talking about what I might want to talk about on uh this podcast I remembered one time when we were in college, I don't remember when it was, because I mean, we were always just hanging out in that common room, who knows when this happened, but we got on the topic of like it girls from our high schools. And we of course pull up Instagram and we decide to like, okay, pull up the most like hot popular girl from your high school um, that you can remember. And then we'll like show them to each other. And we discovered that they were very, very different and we did the same thing with it couples like you know the couple you can remember from your high school that everyone was just like oh my god they're like out of a movie and yeah I mean we looked at our respective high schools it girls and both of us were like I don't think anybody would have looked twice at that girl in my high school and yeah got us into this whole conversation basically about how the definition of hot as in that's hot is uh very different depending on where you are Yeah, one of my kind of findings about the Midwest is like the idea of like a tall, thin, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, like it girl, that exists everywhere. Like she's never going to have a hard time finding some partner in some context. But like at my high school, and I think this is pretty true for you, Tawny and Rivers, but it was very much the case that there was a group of like fewer than 10% of the students that were like high school musical hot, you know, which they're (laughs) not hot in high school musical, but you get what I'm saying. We're like your conventional, like I am like a cheerleader and these guys are so blonde that we kind of all look related, but they like kept to themselves and kind of did their own thing and nobody else really cared. But then the actual main groups were like nerd popular, which oh, you were. I was captain def- nerd. Hot. I was definitely weird popular. Yeah, you were super weird hot. But and there were quite a few different factions of that kind of popular, especially where we went to school. Me and um, me and Rivers. Yeah, and, totally. And that was much more inclusive of different body types, different like gender, sexuality, kind of expression. But also, my school had a big contention that was like popular by just what you do. Like if you were the captain of Scholastic Bowl, the captain of some team, the captain of, like you were in charge of something in the theater or like NHS, that was kind of its own cohort. And again, those were really kind of the aspirational popular groups. Like you literally had a club of girls. I did. I didn't find this out until senior year, but Apparently my freshman year and a little bit through my sophomore year, there was like a group of girls who like had a fan club for me because they really like my fashion. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And you could be like legit popular and be, I think there are two, two or three groups that I think are different than other regions. One, you could be legit super popular and be like straight up goth or emo mm-hmm. and always be, you know, yeah, your dance card is full. One, that group. Two, 
because when Sophie and I were talking about this, we were talking with a friend who was from like the deep South who always did the really like red lips kind of retro look combined with like a love of Dr. Who sort of vibe. <laughs> that girl at my high school was so hot. Oh yeah. Like you wear red lipstick. She would have been weird popular for sure. Yeah. And maybe not even weird popular mm. at my high school. One of, one of the really, really just straight up and down popular girls loved Dr. Who and was definitely like not super, super skinny mm-hmm. and was like a, brunette with really light skin and more red lipstick and was kind of like still a nerd Mm. like like you don't have to be that big of a dork to like generic nerd stuff in a place where six months out of the year you have to live like a mole person like eventually you just start watching anime so yeah like some of (laughs) listen it happens to the best of us and the worst of us and so some of the takeaways were like a little bit of a greater range of body type yeah and more like brunettes yeah i would say that like as far as thinness goes yeah it is still definitely like thin is prettier in the Mm -hmm. beauty standard thing yeah but there i feel like there's a lot wider definition of what thin even looks like right i feel like i know there are more layers so you know right totally yeah and i feel like i feel like a real milk fed girl could still get could still get sort of a dairy house employee type of bod is is very hot right yeah yeah and not like an la thin not even close no yeah we didn't have so much like I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was definitely in the South, you had to be, you had to be thinner. And um, that's actually like, or yeah, it just like you, you had to be thinner. And maybe that is just because it's warmer. Um, so there's more opportunity for people to like ridicule your body because they're mean teenagers. And I mean, because there's less dairy, I don't know. <laughs> but like, even as far as popular girls go, like I, I went to a pretty big high school. So I, I don't really know that we had like popular girls like you would see in a movie just because, you know, I graduated in a class of 650 people. Um, so I feel like the people that you might be able to classify as popular was probably like a good hundred kids not me because I found out like sophomore year of college that people were having house parties the whole time we were in high school and I was like oh right over my head about that but yeah definitely like I wouldn't say that we had any kind of nerd hot like that was not that was not a thing um if you were a hot girl you did not watch Doctor Who that just wasn't something you had going on anime was like no I mean it might be different now but like if you were an anime kid that's it's like dead on arrival that's yeah. not happening you. You. yeah anime I do fine with the other anime kids um but like that's that's not a pedestal position at a southern high school as I remember it um, and just for context I started high school in 2011 graduated in 2015 so right in that like Instagram was becoming really popular pocket of time and yeah definitely a lot of blondes uh not as much appreciation for uh brunettes and redheads in the south as as I remember it mm-hmm. people were really into being like tanned sometimes well sometimes not so well <laughs> um, I even think that like I follow a lot of the like gymnasts at Louisiana State on Instagram and I see some of them and I'm just like oh honey that's very tan I don't know if that's really that's really working for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I will say, I think the kind of alternative hot that we had at my high school in East Tennessee was like crunchy hippie hot where you were like, and that I think was mostly a distinction of like, oh, this girl like smokes weed, like not in a party way. Like it's like a thing she does. <laughs> um, and she wears those, those sweatshirts that people used to wear when they smoked weed in the 2010s. Yes, drug rugs, that was it. So I think that was our only kind of alternative thing, but like, no, not really any vintage girls, no anime girls or (laughs) Doctor Who girls or anything like that. That was not, that was not a thing. Oh yeah. Both of our high schools had girls who would wear anime wigs to To school school. and and they were considered (laughs) cool. Yeah, like that was a cool thing to do. Like that was a cool, in fairness, in fairness to the girl that went to our school that I'm thinking of, uh-huh. that went to my school, sorry, that yes. I'm thinking of, she wore it well. I mean, she did yeah. look, oh, yeah. she did actually look really good. But whoa, I mean, she really did just look she like a weeaboo. used to wear a sweatshirt that said Yowie on it. Oh, it wasn't a sweatshirt. It was just a t-shirt. But oh, yeah, it did yeah. say Yowie on it. That's and good. people thought she was super cool. And in fairness, she was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing is like at my high school, especially 
we had a group of girls who were trying to be like blonde and like LA thin and like do that and be like your classic idea of what a popular girl is from a movie but like they only talked to like 10 other people because that was like their whole thing so everyone was just like oh they're doing that but it almost seems a little bit silly to be doing that because like you know I would say the true popular kids of um Tawny and I's school were like the golf kids who were in NHS like there were there were definitely you were in key club okay (laughs) (laughs) your status is secure right exactly People who are on debate team were weirdly really cool. Um, I was also on debate team. Yeah, there were definitely there were definitely some kids who were like basketball players who were like a in a more conventional sense cool. But like a lot of the the like sports kids or whatever, I would not argue that they were doing any sort of conventional beauty. Like they were concerned with like having practical sport bodies. Yeah. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But like some of the more like conventionally attractive people, I would say were the golf kids. Yeah. And I definitely think that they had their own thing. And I'm sure that they were having house parties and I doing whatever. I at a distance. But yeah. I, I the, it's too weird for me. That yeah. that's a that's a bridge too far. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I have to ask, at, at y'all's schools, did the hot girls get their belly buttons pierced? Was that a oh. thing? a few of them yeah yeah some of the hot girls would but a lot of the girls whose like moms were hippies would like when you were talking about the hot girls who are crunchy that was like people's mom (laughs) like (laughs) those are hot moms yeah oh i think i think they were beautiful well i was gonna say that ever did go to a christian high school yeah i went to a private school so there were a lot of there were a lot of piercings that could be hidden by a polo shirt (laughs) <laughs> but like you didn't have to be that hot or even a girl to get those so I'm trying to think like this is bad but I definitely knew kids who when they turned 18 got their nipples pierced because they wanted their nose pierced but you couldn't have your nose pierced at high school you know, they were just like I got each nipple done for ten dollars Oh no. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's a thing you should definitely be spending more money on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but- I remember like I think it was around like eighth, ninth grade when, you know, people would post photos on their Facebook or Instagram, maybe. And, you know, it was hard to really see them because there were so many like picnic filters on it. Yeah. But if you get through all of those, there would sometimes <laughs> be like, oh my God, does that girl have, have her navel pierced? And then like, that was like, cause not only is she hot enough to like have a pierced belly button and you can see it, but like, you know, she, you don't even know what she's up to because clearly her parents are like down for whatever. (laughs) Like it's almost that air of mystery when you're 14 and you see another 14 year old with a body piercing and you're just like, I just don't even know what your life is like. You could, it could (laughs) be anything. Yeah. I will also say, uh, you know, kind of going back to Rivers was saying about golf kids. So Rivers and I both went to the same high school, but we went to separate feeder middle schools. Yeah. I think for me personally, the feeder middle school I came from had a lot of maybe the more conventionally like we're popular and we, you know, have crazy parties and we do like crazy stuff and we like, Hollister and drink yeah, I, I think that was the proliferation when I was in middle school. Like those were genuinely the popular kids and it kind of felt like a movie in a way with them. But there was also definitely a faction of like popular nerdy people who like had connections to teachers were weirdly cool. Like yeah, you for someone mm-hmm. inexplicable reason but I, yeah I think those were I think I think your middle school rivers a lot of the golf kids came from yes it it was and I I really distinctly remember this because we had this like peer support with this thing in middle school called peer support and it was this it was basically like kid therapy where like oh, yeah. the the guidance there were real guidance counselors but the guidance counselors would make this thing called peer support <laughs> where the kids would learn to be guidance you counselors. guys handle it and but, i love peer counseling it's so wild <laughs> but the kids but the kids this is important they were not handpicked by the guidance counselors they were voted on <laughs> by the other children yeah and so <laughs> oh, <okay>. and, <laughs> and here's the wild 
thing. Here's the wild thing, right? Is that I got voted on. Obviously. Wildly. I <laughs> could not believe that. I got bullied in middle school for reading too many books once, but I got voted on. And then like a bunch of the golf kids got voted on. And so like, I knew a bunch of them and was like close to them sort of throughout middle school. And they were the cool kids. Like they were tan. They were a little bit milk fed, but like they were blonde and hot and whatever. Uh, that's so random. Golf. <laughs> Yeah, no, the golf kids, because they would also play frisbee golf, which is totally hot. The way golf and frisbee golf, two totally separate worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like don't even touch each other. And I mean, then you can't even get into like ultimate frisbee. All the guys that like I thought were really hot in high school were like ultimate frisbee guys. (laughs) That's honestly fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, but so. Shout out to my 11th grade boyfriend. Hope you're doing well. (laughs) Yeah, really wish you nothing but the best. But yeah, that was what Tani was talking about. Some of the, and then some of the theater schools, like our friend Sylvia, she was from another theater school Mm -hmm. too. And actually I think, Sylvia's school was where a lot of the like cool nerds came from. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I I do kind of wonder if this- Well, a lot of the rich nerds too. Yeah, because Sylvia lives in a rich nerd neighborhood. Yeah, rich nerds? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, we did. If you were a nerd, you, there was a really high likelihood that you lived in like an enormous house, but that was also like, it was a cabin or like a weird Frank Lloyd Wright designed a TARDIS kind of enormous house. Like if you looked at it, you'd have to like turn your head a little bit just to see the full thing. Like even if you were uh, out on the road, like you'd really take it all in. It was huge. Oh, we had a lot of rich nerds. Yeah. Cause a lot of the nerds nerds had to be rich because they were so committed to being nerds that they would like go to nerd events yeah (laughs) no okay if you were wealthy at my school you had like multiple pairs of Ugg boots this is when we're younger obviously because I feel like once you get into like 11th 12th grade the idea of like who's hot and popular and cool gets very very nebulous because people don't care as much but like middle school early high school if you were wealthy you had probably like pandora bracelets and there was this thing in seventh grade where a bunch of the popular girls on my hall in seventh grade would trade leg warmers in the bathroom in the morning (laughs) like that was more the vibe if you were wealthy see i just remember in middle school and early high school the girls who wanted to wear the girls who wanted to be this idea of popular that just almost didn't exist wearing like Hollister and like doing the really conventionally popular stuff and I remember seeing that and being like not only are those clothes super expensive and like mostly kind of ugg but just being like one it's I almost feel bad for you like this almost like I like it's not pathetic it's just kind of pitiable but two it's like the by the time that you are trying to be this kind of popular it's the out, girls, it's the girls who are popular are talking about how like Hollister and Aeropostale and Abercrombie, I don't know about Aeropostale, but Hollister and Abercrombie are like ethically bad. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's just already, you're, you've you, shifted. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like, like part of the thing with the school that Tani and I went to was that it was, what, what was it? Like one of the top 10 schools in the region or whatever. Oh, it's like yeah. in the state. In the state. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And so I feel like in order to be cool, it wasn't just about being hot, although that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It was if you could be hot and also be in Key Club and also be in NHS yeah. and also ha- be in all of the AP classes uh-huh. and do a sport. Like yeah, if you- and be striving for Yale, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, you could not you could not be hot at my school if you weren't doing AP classes. Right. Because yeah. at, at both of our schools, honors was the standard and AP was honors, but the mm-hmm. regular class was basically remedial. Like that was kind of the vibe. Right. And there was like a cool contingent of sports kids. But again, like I just feel like as far as conventional hotness, I do also feel like there's a sort of weird thing when we think of conventional hotness Uh because we're talking about high school and in high school, everyone looks like a milk baby. Yeah. uh (laughs) Like everyone looks like a barely formed jelly bean. Everyone is so ugly. So (laughs) not people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
But also there is, I don't know, I'm I'm trying to even think of girls who kind of like met that standard. And I guess if I'm thinking about like prom or whatever, Uh there were a few girls who were like sort of like that. Like I think of my friend Hannah and she was definition of a conventionally pretty, Uh like not blonde hair, but like very light brunette big blue eyes and this sort of big what's that called cupid's bow cupid's bow and her lip but also she had freckles she was heavier uh-huh she was the hot girl but she was in band oh yeah, i remember a lot of kids in band that were popular too yeah and like her older sister was a hot girl and she like took after her older sister and both of them were like a little bit not heavy but just like a little bit cheesy and had just beautiful conventional faces but were like like did band or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and i i'll go back to what tawny was saying about like striving for yale i think that that is part of the thing is that the area in illinois that we are from is basically there are a lot of people who are like really wealthy here but are like truly middle class basically anywhere else a lot of the people at y'all's school and they're not the moneyed elite yeah they're not old money they're not whatever or even if they're like rockford area old money they're not like i mean y'all are in rockford like you know and so a lot of the people at both of our schools were like a range from middle class to like pretty upper class. Yeah. But your school was really, really, really college preparatory. It was. And, yeah. and that was like its focus. Mm-hmm. And my school was a private school. Yeah. And so there was a certain amount of like, if you're not striving, like you could be like a hot rebel, but you still had to like care about your grades. Like if you're not striving to go to like, not just college, but like a good school. Why are you doing this? Like at least on some level, there was a bit of that. See, yeah. I feel like there was a, like a really big wealth disparity at your school because there were people, True. there were yeah. people who got in because their parents could pay for it. And then there were people who got in because like- they, On scholarships. On scholarships because, yeah. or they could host an international student or yeah. whatever like that. Yeah, And I feel like those had kind of distinct energies, although all fed into the wider culture. Whereas with Tawny's and I, excuse me, with Tawny and I's school, we were a public school. And so there was a pretty wide range. And I think there was really everyone at kind of every class level, Mm -hmm. but I would say mainly like typical suburban middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Or like upper middle class. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sorry, that was like a huge tangent. Sophie, do you want to talk at all about the Northeast and stuff you've witnessed there? Well, I mean, I can't really speak to the Northeast as much um, in terms of like hot teenagers, because for one thing, I'm uh, not a teenager, so I try not to get too involved with that. (laughs) Um, And also, I've lived here for a year and a half and been in lockdown for a year of that. Uh, (laughs) that'll do it I don't maybe have the best perspective um but yeah something that I have and I want to cap off our whole conversation about it girls in high school by just saying if there's any kids listening the point I'm trying to get at here is that there's no such thing as ugly like if you feel like you're ugly you're probably just not in the right state (laughs) like everybody has a state in the union where they are like (laughs) that (laughs) but for us it was very like you know blonde thin tan sort of and I'll go go like a step further and say one I really don't think that people are ugly like I think it's bad to look at a member of your own species and not feel some amount of like familiarity and appreciation for them even if you're not yeah you're attracted to them yeah you don't have to be attracted to someone but the disgust and contempt is like totally learned the vast majority of human beings are at least aesthetically pleasing in some way one but two i feel like i should say we obviously recognize that like all of these beauty standards are very like cis hat like white normative yeah and it's not good we're not saying like (laughs) yeah like well the beauty standards at my high school were like marginally more okay with gay people so it's fixed so it was basically perfect (laughs) yeah it was like we were in the castro yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
But Sophie, I'll let you talk about New York. Yeah. So um, I did want to touch a little bit on basically the idea of dating in the different regions because uh, I myself am kind of newly, newly-ish single. And obviously we're in a pandemic. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's not maybe what it would be, but I have kind of been on dating apps in New York. And the last time I was doing any kind of real dating I was like 18 years old and it was in Tennessee and in like a college setting. Mm -hmm. So different for a few reasons, I almost said regions. (laughs) The main thing I have noticed, uh, like disparity between New York and Tennessee in terms of uh, dating is age because Ev, you know, I'm the kind of person that like, I really have always preferred to date people that are like exactly my age. I don't really like them to be like any older or younger than me. But then when I started getting on dating apps in New York, that's how I learned because I'm, I'm 23. And that's how I learned that a 23 year old guy in Southern New York, where I live right now is like by my Tennessee standards, 19, (laughs) (laughs) somewhere in there. And like, I've had the experience of doing like video chats or something with a guy who's like 27 and we're sort of like talking about our histories. And um, he asked me how long I was with my ex. And I was like, Oh, five years. And he looks at me like, I'm insane. Like how did that even happen? How did you date somebody for five years? I'm just like, what do you mean? So many people that I know from home are, are married <laughs> to each other. So yeah, it's just been, that has been kind of a culture shock thing of just being like, Oh, and I don't think it's good or bad. Just like, the rates at which people mature in a relationship way are very different between the Northeast and the South. But the Midwest, I don't know. So I guess as an aspiring Midwesterner myself, and when I say aspiring Midwesterner, I mean, Ev took me to an art museum in Milwaukee once and I really liked it. So I think I should probably live there someday. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, tell me, tell me what people are like on the dating scene. Well, so people- That is really regional. People up here are like pretty nice. That's kind of like their thing. (laughs) But I will say, okay, so I know a lot of people in the South who are like, yeah, I got married like right after undergrad or like the minute we were done with high school, people were getting married. And I know people in other parts of the country where they're like, that's unheard of. I think a 24 year old is basically a child bride. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of people who got married right after high school. My high school did have a couple. We actually had one girl that got engaged like Christmas our senior year and everybody was like, okay, you're nuts. And they're still married. Well, wow. Yeah, that's wild. Um, But I feel like we had something that was kind of in the middle where like the general consensus is that like 18 to 21 is like off limits for marriage. 21 to 25 is like situationally okay. And then after 25, but I know a ton of people who are like, yeah, I don't want to be married until I'm 30. I also know people who got engaged a year out of high school. I think it's very different, but especially because we have one friend who she went to beauty school and then started her own business. And in a lot of ways, she was like, a 20 year old who was like 27. And so her getting married wasn't that like weird. But then everybody has that one girl from high school, who like, when she was 19 or 20 married a guy who was like 36. And you're like, Oh, I hope. You yeah, are oh no. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Exactly. Bother. Yeah. Oh, bother. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I feel like up here, the dating scene is pretty, I I feel like people are pretty honest about what they're looking for. But I definitely think that the majority of people I know who are my age and kind of in our bracket of like going to graduate school, sort of, you know, like young professional or still in school sort of vibe, for the most part are pretty like, I would like to get married because I would like to, like, there's some awareness of like, I don't want to be single when I'm 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to like have a family. (laughs) Right. And not so much in the way that I was talking about a friend who lives in DC where she was like, everything's super competitive here. And like, if you're not with someone by the time you're like early mid 20s all the good guys are gone not so much in that way like I feel like there's kind of just good people vibing around but I know a lot of people who are very like yeah I want to have a family I know a ton of people who are still with the person they dated all through high school or college Mm -hmm. like I think that's super common actually a lot of those really common in the south 
Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those people are are sort of just now getting engaged. Kind yeah. of waited out college, did the college thing. Yeah. And either like partway through college got engaged or are now getting engaged that they've yeah. graduated college. They're like, oh, now that we're a teacher. Yeah. But yeah. For, for my one friend, like, yeah, they've been together for probably, yeah, seven or so years or something, but they just, they want to be financially stable before they have like a big fun wedding. They want to be able yeah. to do that and they don't want to just do whatever and then not get Yeah. Totally. Yeah, by and they're committed to each other, so it's like you know they're basically you know they're living yeah. together and everything. I think what's weird to me about like New York specifically is I don't think there's anything wrong if you're like 24, 25 and you haven't been in a serious relationship and that's like not something what you that you want. I'm I'm not saying that at all, but like. I feel like the number of people I've met just in the short time on dating apps who think it is so bizarre that I'm 23 and I was in a serious relationship. Like I went out with this yeah. one guy and we were talking about like our exes and he asked me, so like, what was the situation with your ex? And I was like, well, you know, we were together for five years. Uh, we were planning on marrying each other. That was something we talked about frequently. And like everybody in my life knew about it. Like, what about you and, and your last girlfriend? And he was like, oh, like, we dated for like a year. We worked at Freddy's together and we would like hook up after we work at, at Freddy's. And then after eight months, we got video game tattoos together. And then we just kind of stopped talking. And I was just like, oh. And I think like he characterized that as a serious relationship. And I was just sort of like, where am I? What's going on? See, I feel like both of those types of people, co like you and that other dude coexist in the Midwest, but with like less of a judgment. Like I would say the only time judgment comes into play is more when you're like terrified because a 19 year old married a 36 year old. Oh yeah. Uh, which again, we uh, every high school has one, but uh, yeah, I feel like the Midwest, I know people who are from places where they're like, you have to get out of high school, go straight to college, go on, like, you know, and I also know people who were like, you know, just worked at my parents' business. And yeah, it's great. Like, I love installing hot tubs. And <laughs> a good job is a job that helps somebody. And if I help somebody have a hot tub, then good life for me. <laughs> uh, so I feel like the, the I really agree with you that 19 year olds in the South are extremely mature in a lot of ways, because it is. Yeah, I don't know if mature is the right word, uh, but yeah. like, further down the line in the whole like it's it's not weird to be dating someone at 19 and to be like I think I'm gonna settle down with this person yeah. it's it's more of an expectation rather than a, a maturity it's more of an expectation that there will be a level of seriousness right. to the relationship yeah I know yeah. people Which is here why I think oh go ahead oh just I was gonna say I know people here who got their associates when they were 18 and I know people here who are teachers and still live with their parents because why not? They're not married. Yeah, I was just going to say like, which is why just in my short like kind of dating foray in New York. And I will say, even though I haven't had much of an experience because of the pandemic, I confirmed my older sister went to graduate school in New York City and lived here for five years and she never dated. But she said like, yeah, the, my friends that already had boys when they moved to New York had a better time than the ones that <laughs> moved to New York and tried to find men here because a lot of the like negative dating stereotypes that I had heard um all throughout college about like guys you know won't commit and they just they don't if you like sleep with a guy too soon he like doesn't see you as a viable option blah 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 and I was like where wow. is that a thing I feel like I don't know guys that are like that I found them they're here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long Island, that's where they are. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a ton of that here. Again, I feel oh, like the- But we're also, I mean, gay. we are also gay. Yeah, that's the problem. But I, I, again, I feel like the whole wanting to settle down here is more a matter of actually wanting to settle down and have kids than it is just like, I need to marry somebody because the viable options will be gone. Although I do think that there's some awareness of that. I definitely for some people, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it's just a pretty mixed bag. Yeah. Like, I feel like, de especially depending on where you grew up in the Midwest, like if you True. grew up and were more of a city person, you maybe, I don't know, like you maybe have had more dating experience or mm -hmm. more whatever. And if you are a rural person, you know, you probably are being expected to settle down pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, it is a mixed bag. And if you live in a rural setting, like there's fewer people to burn through. Right, yeah. exactly. And if you've uh, had like a couple of boyfriends, you're like, well, I've really sampled what 
you can settle down more like confidently with the one that you have. Whereas like the pressure of a city where there's like, there's 1 million other people I could date. So maybe I should just do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, from a sort of middling standpoint where Rockford is a big city, but it's also like, not a big city. it's rural. Like it feels rural in some mm-hmm. parts of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it was definitely a mixture of those. I dated basically everyone I knew in high school. Uh, I really burned through all of them. Yeah. Um, and and then it was like, at, at the end of high school, it was like, oh, I, I guess I could date more people, but maybe I should, you know, maybe I should get serious. Like, maybe I should yeah. really think about, maybe think about this. Maybe, oh, I can't even comment because there's nothing I dated I a lot say. of people in high there's school. There's nothing that I can say that would be appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> I also but, think it has something to do with, money because yeah. dating costs money like it, it does especially if you're like a hetero man dating oh. is is expensive it costs you something so if you're kind of like a new york professional and you've got more money to burn through you know it's like i think it sounds really crash but like it's cheaper to settle down with a girlfriend (laughs) yeah i i think especially as an adult because when you're a teen i feel like you can kind of get away with playing portal in someone's basement and having a zero dollar date okay but when you're my mom said she'd drive us to the movies the three dollar one right exactly but when you're an adult there's more of an expectation of like this is a date like a capital d date we're going to dinner we're doing a thing we're spending money. Yeah, I also feel like with like people's trajectory with dating, people from Rockford specifically, their trajectory with dating is very similar to their trajectory with like leaving their hometown, which is like in high school, it's like, uh, these, these freaking people who I'm dating and actually friends with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, these these people. And oh, I like, like. I'm, I'm going to get out of this small town and move to a city an hour and a half away. <laughs> I'll really change it, you know? And then you get out and you're like, mm, no, actually, you know, this is cool, but I love the Midwest. <laughs> uh, the thing I had was great. And I've seen enough of the world to know that this is a place with like endless possibility for wonderful things. And so alas, <coughs> and goodbye, also, goodbye girl with white dreads. Yeah. I'm going home to a girl who looks like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every region is like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People in general just like to live in their hometowns. <laughs> and I think that's beautiful. I would like, if my parents would let me, I would move back home today. Yeah. Like oh, right yeah. now, I would pack up my apartment. I would drive back to Tennessee. <laughs> like, yeah, my hometown is amazing. There's yeah, it bops. Place. I mean, there are some white dreads there, which is unfortunate. But other than that, it bops. You can't escape it anywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, exactly. You can't escape the white dreads anywhere. Yeah, yeah they'll find you wherever you go. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. I love hometowns. And if I knew enough, I would make a hometown podcast about your hometown. <laughs> it has really good Mexican food and your whole family and a mellow mushroom, which is important. And a pretty good, like, it's not as cool as the one in Asheville, but it's it's pretty good. I <laughs> like it more than the one in Asheville. I don't need all that. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Asheville in general. And yeah, I think that really is the magic of hometowns is like, what other place do you have such a vivid memory of the mellow mushroom opening? That is hometown. <laughs> magic. I will say on the topic of dating, I was thinking about this. Tani, since we both lived in different places in Wisconsin, I was going to ask if you felt like the dating scene was really different in Milwaukee or is really different in Milwaukee because, oh man, I felt like the dating scene was really different in Whitewater. Yeah. I mean, when you were talking about kind of how a date has to be like a capital D date, I think that definitely happens here, but I do feel like there is a vibe of like let's just go hang out at our apartments and just play a video game still. I think it's still happening into the 20s that maybe doesn't happen as much other places. But yeah, I mean, I haven't tried to date here, so I don't know the exact (laughs) scene, but I do feel like in terms of like trying to date someone at college, I feel like it's kind of difficult unless you came in with a group of friends who go and party yeah basically Mm -hmm. like if you already have the in that you know the people with like the keg parties right you can probably find like a pretty 
extensive dating scene. Yeah, but an extensive from, dating pool. Yeah, but if you, and, and like, that's what I, you know, in, in terms of kind of going back to the popularity thing, you know, seeing people who come here and seem like they were probably maybe some of the popular kind of party yeah. people in their own school. I do feel like- it has that vibe for sure. Yeah, like there's hipsters, there's that, there's, there's you know, so like pops. there's- yeah, there's punks. So those people already kind of came in. And I remember having a couple sweet mates who had a bunch of friends from their school who all went there. So they already kind of microcosmed into college yeah. with their yeah. high school groups. And they already could kind of have like a sort of pool of people. But if you don't, I think it's like pretty difficult to really engage with people outside of a class. Like pop the um, bubble. I yeah, will- there's a lot of like commuter students and like, the, so it's just kind of the vibe of that scene I think in terms of like what a college dating scene usually looks like is a little bit stunted because of that well especially because yeah. somebody like you is so academically focused and, and you have like three jobs yeah and yeah. because Milwaukee is for a lot of people the people who are like oh, I hate my hometown and my super nice mom and mm. like it's the place where a lot of people moved to be temporarily mean for a few years and then be like okay I will say though I mean like college uh you know there's there's definitely a lot of places like Brady Street and Bayview and places like that where it's sort of a scene in and of itself but even that like is hard to breach (laughs) so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah I think it's kind of yeah. Because everybody yeah. knows everybody in their little circle. And yeah, I wasn't saying that everyone in Milwaukee is mean. I freaking love Milwaukee. I just think that cool places attract mean yeah. college students. Yeah. I, that's very well. See, I feel- Yeah, like, at my college- Oh, go ahead, Sophie. Like into like frat and non-frat. Like there was like the Greek dating scene and that was its own thing. And I don't really know a lot of people who were in Greek life who dated people who weren't in Greek life. And I don't really know any girls who weren't in sororities who like ever dated a guy that was in a frat, unless it was one of the professional frats. Like that's kind of its own whole other thing because those are usually co-ed anyway. Right, for sure. But then outside of that, it was very like, I don't know. I feel like UT more than I'm realizing other schools. uh, I feel like it just had a good atmosphere for encouraging friendship and intermingling there were so many extracurriculars and I at least found it pretty easy once I was even just doing like creative writing club and our campus ministry to be like, sweet, I have like some friends. And then within that, it was like, oh, this girl's like an English major who carries that one type of backpack and she's dating a guy in a professional frat, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then of course the rock climbing gym is like its own whole dating scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any college that has a rock climbing gym, like that's kind of just gonna that's be the place. Like yeah. like CrossFit. It's like oh, it's CrossFit's big here. Ooh, CrossFit is big among people that are like 45 in the South. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really know any young people that do CrossFit. I know many a late 20-something who does a lot of CrossFit. <laughs> hmm. See, I was going to say that I felt like Tawny, from what you were saying, the yeah. opposite was true of mm. Whitewater, but but similar to what Sophie was saying, uh-huh. where if you were if you were in a frat or a sorority, you were in even even you were on another planet, almost. right? You were on another planet, <laughs> but also even if you were in like one of the professional fraternities where they were co-ed, uh-huh. like you pretty much dated other people who were in the yeah. fraternity, but otherwise there was no dating scene you just went on tinder and swiped on who you found and if you met someone who would look at you <laughs> thank you Jesus. yeah thank god thank god somebody Maybe we even can drive looked to Janesville at me and get Popeyes. Yeah. yeah oh geez somebody else has sexual thoughts please <laughs> please anyone i god. thought i thought i only thought about marimba but i actually think about mouth kiss yeah, yeah. exactly there was no dating scene in whitewater yeah, yeah i mean i can't even really speak to the dating scene at ut because i mean i met somebody at a party that i think was from model un when i was like three <laughs> weeks going there and then i dated him for five years That's i love that so for you good. and then the only other place i've really dated um besides now kind of attempting to date in new york um which i will say a great thing about New York is I didn't realize how far I would get in appeal just by having my own apartment. 
um, yeah. because most of the gentlemen that I meet on apps live with their parents. <laughs> so oh, man. You can, you can really make strides by being like, yeah, I have my own place that you Absolutely. could potentially come to and there wouldn't be parents here. Yeah, we, um, but then, the, then the only other place I really dated was uh, out of the country, like when I was in Australia, we study abroad. And yeah, that was just kind of its own whole thing. Because when you're somewhere that you're not only going to be for like four months, you're just like, ah, take risks, <laughs> get wild. Well, actually, I thought it would be cool since like, you know, Sophie aspires to live here maybe one day in the future. Um, we could maybe speculate about like, how we would do in different regions and maybe like like a silly little evaluation of each other by kind of like I don't know where we think people would work you know Tawny I can't offer any advice because I have like literally matched with zero girls on tinder up here and I swipe on a lot of girls (laughs) (laughs) don't match with any of them so apparently whatever you have to do to appeal to women in new york i don't know what it is yeah i feel like okay an ingredient not sure sophie would do super well in the midwest because i think she's kind of exotic she wears like way fewer sweatshirts oh (laughs) yeah sophie sophie i want to say if you had lived up here in high school you would have worn an anime wig you and you would have been, been weird so, cool. You would, you would have been, have been yeah. so, cool. so much hotter than anything I could even <laughs> Like you wear things as shirts that people here would be like, <gasps> yeah, I think if you came up here, you they would, would meet swoon. a guy with a Scandinavian last name and a heartbeat who would be like, hello, I literally look like a background character from Frozen. The women- I've be- never seen a crop top in my life. Yeah, <laughs> the women would be falling over themselves. <laughs> Why do your eyebrows look like that? Yeah. They're like the <laughs> same color as your head hair and like they have makeup on them. Yeah, yeah swoon. Uh-huh. Yeah, people would be, I think you would do great here. Rivers in the like crunchy queer dating scene in the South would absolutely obliterate it. Like they they would not even. Yeah. Or I could also see pretty much everybody here doing really well in the Pacific Northwest. Like I think the people would annoy us a little bit, but I think we could all just like, if you ever want to go on a vacation. Regional slander. (laughs) But yeah. Tawny a thousand percent the Midwest. Yeah, like, I was gonna say Tawny, I feel like is really is really at home. Like you know how yeah, right where she belongs. Hair shape, apple shape. She has like milkmaid shape Tawny, body. Tawny, you would do really well in like Seattle though. Like if you could get yourself over to Seattle, I feel like the people would really be into your whole thing. Or there. I think another place for you would be like LA where you just go to places where people from Ohio are and be like, <laughs> you don't have to do this. But then you'd have to live in LA and it wouldn't yeah. be worth it at all. <laughs> the Jamba Juice, you can come home. and then Like a like, siren, like a Midwestern yeah. siren. Yes. I love that for me. I would love that. I think, I think there you, your dance card would always be full. But yeah, I don't know. Like Bonnie she- would slay in Knoxville. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. it would just be, again, it would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Ever again, I feel like you would also really crush it in the like queer scene in Asheville. I also uh, I would not want to crush that. <laughs> <laughs> but also I actually feel like in like just any gay bar, like any gay bar yeah. at all, like you walk <gasps> in you. and the world is your oyster. I actually, you know where I feel like I would do just freaking amazing is Florida. Because you don't look like anything in Florida. And I do. And like, I also think if I could date anywhere, like even though there's not that many people there and I don't think there's a single person in their 20s, Mineral Point, Wisconsin. Because they have a big Cornish population. And like, I was telling Sophie about this the other day. So I was born in England. Actually, I've always been from the oh, north. Oh, you would crush it was, in England. Right. Because yeah. I, I, if you really think about it, I am super, super British looking. Yeah, you are very Like English. I have yeah. like splotchy skin and like face of indiscernible shape and like 
<laughs> like just you know like I don't want to say that I look like inbred but like people on that island but you just did yeah. say that right yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it but I just did I feel like in a place where people love like in a place where there's anglophiles I think I would do a good job but yes I w- I'm from Lincolnshire and I make a joke that I've always been from up north because I had a northern accent when I was a kid and now I talk like I love the Packers uh, I will say just because we've mostly all just been complimenting each other, which is what I knew we were going to do. <laughs> I know if I went to California, I would have to have a servant's heart. <laughs> I would have to either get a nose job or a servant's heart. <laughs> Not do too well in California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, I, uh, I did say that thing about um, Tawny, you really bussing it open in Seattle. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I went there. The queers would turn up their nose at me. No, 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 no. In Seattle, you would be you would be the hot commodity. Uh, uh. I would not have that. (laughs) Yeah, I. You would be hot there. I think I would do really, really, really bad in like South Carolina, like on the coast. Oh, because I (laughs) any place in South coasts are hard. I know. I don't look good. I don't look good in like a. Seersucker. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say in sunlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, a, you, that's a good point. I don't look good in sunlight. So anywhere where it's so too the Pacific bright. Northwest would be good for you. But I think I would really have a difficult time in a place like DC, where like even though it's very progressive, it's still very like normative. Normie. Yeah, and very like all the good guys are taken. And like, you don't look like you have ambition because you're wearing a onesie. Like, I'm wearing a onesie right now. Something all of us share being from the South and the Midwest that I feel like would like just kill your chances in the DC dating scene is like, none of us can really brag. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just sort of not in the DNA. Yeah. Not yeah. that we don't have anything to brag about, but just that we don't. Yeah, or that bragging is bad, you know? Yeah, if, exactly. if, that's, if that's a cultural thing, that's fine. But when you're from, you know, a place where that is simply not done. <laughs> yeah. I would like to not do that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't. I have like a difficult time buying into the hype with a lot of stuff other than like cheese. I buy into the hype with like <laughs> farmer's market, but I, not we've, like- We've really gotten into dairy on this episode. <laughs> shout out, shout out to people who are lactose intolerant. You have the <laughs> hardest life of anyone. Oh and I, I hope you're okay. Cheese is like the main thing keeping me from really exploring veganism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it's I hard. think I could live without everything except cheese. Yes. Yeah. I, I say know. that as someone who is sometimes all is going to drive a considerable distance to eat at a Chick Fil A. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I think I would do really well in Saskatchewan. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say I think we would all kill it in Canada for our own reasons. <laughs> Except for different reasons. Different uh, regions too, I think. Like, I think- I'm glad we clarified where Saskatchewan was because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're- I feel like maybe, I don't know. I feel, I don't know why I get Vancouver vibes from Sophie. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. This girl that I did theater with in high school who, I mean, she was really cute when we were in high school and now she's like obscenely hot. I think she models. She lives in Vancouver and I see her Instagram and I'm just like, how did this even happen? How did you become like a person who's constantly at expensive rooftop bars in Vancouver? What is that I know someone on? that was hot, but now they model like everywhere and you're like, whoa, okay. I get <laughs> Vancouver vibes, Vancouver. <laughs> I get Vancouver vibes from you. From Sophie. <laughs> I get um, Montreal vibes from Tawny. I get Toronto vibes from you rivers, not only because they have the best hot topic I've ever been to, but for a bunch of other reasons. And for me, I get Canada's wonderland vibes because, whoa, that (laughs) is really where I am at my maximum hotness. If you don't know, Canada's Wonderland is a Canada-themed amusement park that I oh went my to gosh. when I was a teen. I love that place. I gotta go to Canada. I still have never been. I went to Niagara Falls in September, but of course we couldn't cross cross into uh, yeah. Canada, unfortunately. That is sad. Yeah, I've never been to Canada either. Yeah, that's much weirder for you, Rivers, than it is. Yeah, for I know because I live you could so just close. Start driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could go to Canada like by accident. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, yeah, I've never been. 
I've been to Europe, but I've never been to Canada. Mm-hmm. And I've been to South America, and I've never been to Canada. Shout out to Chile for being probably the coolest place I've ever been. I want to cap off our discussion about regions just by saying, I don't know how well I do there, but as Ev knows, I am considering uh, moving to Utah because I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm really wondering if I converted to Mormonism, how soon can I reasonably expect mom here's the problem here's the problem sophie is that you would you would be the hottest item on the shelf Uh if you converted to mormonism people would absolutely mormons like blondes oh no they would flock to you i mean if you were a rockford mormon people really get into your thing i would say as soon as you can get the denim skirt on somebody's gonna be trying to take it it off off. yeah (laughs) but I don't know. I feel like you do well in the Mormon dating scene, but I don't know if you do well in the Mormon momming scene mm. because you're too cool and you're too, maybe too good of a parent. Too good and of a parent. Too many outside interests. Yeah. Oh man. How does it always come back to trashing on Mormons? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Also, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to say Mormon anymore. I love people that are really into their thing, yeah. but should we play our game? Yes, sure. Okay, so it's called Ope, Nope, Dope. It's kind of like- Ope? <laughs> yeah. It's nope. It's kind of like Mary Kill, but where Ope is like, oh, like just want to change it just like slightly. Like I want to edit this in some way, but it's- The accent really trumped up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you Ope. know, it's- It sounds so much like, like your mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> the difference between the voice I do when I'm doing my mom's voice and my own voice is like- growing smaller all the time uh and then nope is obviously like something we want to get rid of or see like banished from the world and then dope is something that's like great we want more of it and so i'll give you like three things that we mentioned during this episode and you can just everybody can have some input or actually wait rivers and tawny i'll give one item that we mentioned during the episode and you two can also give an item or a place or just something and then sophie tell us how you would want to change it or why you would want to get rid of it keep it so okay mine is going to be ugg boots i think they're a staple of life basically uh, what's your item or place or thing or idea Anything? oh i'm gonna do video game tattoos <gasps> ugg boots video game tattoos okay what's yours cheese curds cheese curds all right Oh, nope, dope. I mean, I guess I would have to go with dope for cheese curds. Yeah. That's agreed. Never get rid of cheese curds, even though, you know, maybe this is regional sacrilege. I think cheese curds pretty much just taste like pals cheddar rounds, which is something absolutely (laughs) listening to this will know what they are. Because exclusive to my hometown. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the first time I had cheese curds in Rockford, I was just like, oh yeah, a cheddar round. And like, I can't think of anything I would change about them. Obviously could never bear to get rid of them. Um, (laughs) That's going to have to be, that's going to have to be dope. And then Ugg boots and video game tattoos. (laughs) Sophie's choice. I mean, okay. For all of our dear listeners, uh, you should know for context, I do not play video games. In fact, I'm physically incapable. Every game I've ever tried, I'm so bad at it's ridiculous. But I love weird tattoos. But Ugg boots, also, I mean, the fashion, the comfort. (laughs) (laughs) I never have Ugg boots, so I'm kind of dealing with two things that I don't have a lot of experience with. I feel like I will have to go with Ope for Ugg boots just because you can get them entirely in sequence. And I don't think you can get a video game tattoo that is entirely in sequence. (laughs) And yeah, just by process of elimination, I'm sorry, video game tattoos. Uh, And that's not a reflection (laughs) of what I was telling the story about, but they're going to have to get noped. They're going to have to get noped. Tawny, what do you think? I mean, obviously, cheese curds are dope. Like, we really... We're all on the same page. And I should specify, too. Video game tattoos can be very, very cool. I just sometimes think uh-huh. you make a, a couple tattoos that maybe are a choice that maybe aren't a good choice. But anyway, so, uh, oh, yeah, I think, well, it's tricky. Definitely dope to cheese curds, obviously. I think I'm going to go nope with Ugg boots because I can't wear them for five minutes without overheating. 
and okay. oh, are also ugly. <laughs> so yeah, those are mine. I'm definitely gonna say nope on UGG boots. I love UGG boots because I think they're iconic. And I also enjoy, when I was a kid, I would visit my sister in Atlanta and be like, it's so hot. Why are these girls wearing UGG boots? But they were just like super popular. But then I would come home and it's like, well, you can't wear UGG boots here unless you spray them with the stuff first because they're like, they get destroyed in two seconds because they can't get wet. And I don't know, like, I just love that. Like, I think they are not, like, they're like shapeless, weird moon boots. But I do love what they stand for culturally, right? Cultural uh, right, exactly. But I'm still going to have to say nope on the Ugg boots, ope on the video game tattoo. And what I would like to change is like, if I could even just outlaw like one or two video games, but uh, keep the rest, that I think is good. Like, I think the type of video game matters. What about you, buddy? See, now I want to be contrarian and say, oh, on cheese curds. No! Because here's the thing about cheese curds. Let him speak. Cheese <laughs> curds. Cheese curds are beautiful and God's perfect little cheese thing. Okay. But they're always better with a dip and they don't always come with a dip. Oh, You've got to have a dip for that thing. Always having a dip. Yeah, I would change that. I would make it more normative for there always to be a dip. That's important. Um, and then I would obviously say nope to Ugg boots because they are so impractical. You have stacked calves, so you can't wear them. <laughs> yeah, I have stacked calves, so I cannot cannot <laughs> wear them. And, and I guess I would say dope to video game tattoos oh. because I just think that that's so funny. And yeah. honestly, any tattoo that's not a straight up swastika or cultural appropriation is really good to me. Okay. This has been a great episode. Our local business shout out this week is going to be Sippin' Per Cat Cafe in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's a great place. The lady who runs it is so fantastic. Go visit their cats. They have really good olives. Um, you can get a cat that was rescued from Egypt, if that's your thing. Or a cat that was rescued from southern Wisconsin, which or you is can also just, good. Or you can just go there and pet. Yeah, just touch. It's a great place. Uh, I chose it this week because Sophie is super, super allergic to cats. And it's a place she can never go. Uh, but she can hear about it. And <laughs> unlike podcast it's not stopped me going there so <laughs> yeah no but Sophie's like more allergic than you Tawny I also don't like them <laughs> yeah. and it's really not worth it drink coffee yeah I don't drink coffee like cats or have the ability to be in a room with a cat without dying so not a place for not good for me understandable all right well this has been our episode follow us on instagram at peaches podcast you can email us check out our website redbubble tip us on kofi or coffee i don't know how it's pronounced i think it's coffee thanks sophie so much for being here it was really fun to have you on and get to talk to you thanks for thanks for having me see you later watch out for potholes bye